back to another episode of Locked On Spurs on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kent's Five in San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hey, the Spurs got their preseason slate going a couple days ago, getting a win over Utah. They'll continue that uh, today as they take on the Detroit Pistons. So hopefully they'll make it 2-0 and we get it. You know, these games don't count, but there's still something to kind of uh, glean from, see what the Spurs can possibly be doing as the season rolls on. We're also going to be uh, spotlighting Josh Primo. He had himself one hell of an NBA debut, but should Spurs fans pump the brakes? We're going to be discussing that and a lot more. And before I bring in our guest, uh, hey, thanks for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen every day. Remember, Lockdown Spurs is free and available on all platforms, including uh, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play at Lockdown Spurs. Uh, Rudy Campos, you know him, you love him. He is our guest today. He is with Sweep the League and much, much more. Rudy, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Feels good to be back. Feels like it's been forever since we've talked, though. Right. I know we did one recently, but not really. Did it? Like, what was yeah. it? Like, a couple of weeks ago? Something like that? I think it was a couple of weeks ago, but these days, a couple of weeks feels like a couple of months. And then I know. Years and years. Hey, so I mentioned Sweep the League. Uh, what else is going on in your neck of the woods? Yeah, man. Sweep the League uh, is growing from podcast to radio show. October 17th uh, is going to be every Sunday night, starting October 17th from 7 to 9 p.m. on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Sweep the League radio is coming. Myself, Derek Gervin, Shamaya Reed. Uh, it's an all-star cast, man. We're looking yeah. to uh, grab some former NBA players as well as other NFL, MLB players. Just have a lot of fun with everybody. It's just going to be a lot of fun. Big old party Sunday night, 79. Make sure to follow Rudy on Twitter at Sweep the League. You'll find all the information you need to tune into the radio show, of course, the podcast. Rudy, let's go ahead and take a look ahead at what is going tonight. Spurs, Pistons, kind of give a quick uh, preseason game preview. Coming off a win, but... You know, what do you what do you just want to see out of this team tonight? You know, tonight going in, I mean, you want to keep the same momentum. And my biggest thing that I'm going to be looking for is the big man play. I was super impressed with the big man play uh, against Utah. And I know there wasn't no Gobert or even a Joe Ingles, but I like the play out of Hurdle, uh, Lundell, and Drew. Even uh, Luca, who a lot of people said kind of struggled in that game a little bit, I still saw some brilliance in there from all four guys. The only real negative I took was Landell, who had five turnovers. But again, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a rookie, so I kind of expect that to happen. But when you've got the kind of uh, production that you've got out of all four big men, to me it looks very promising. I hope they continue that same improvement tonight against Detroit. Yeah. Uh, you just want to see incremental growth, whether it's preseason, the regular season, back-to-backs. You just want to see that as this young team gets their uh, stamp on this uh, franchise going. You, you know, you're absolutely right. The, the play of the big man was uh, interesting. You know, Perto, at least in that first couple of plays, showed he had a midi. Hopefully that continues. Uh, hopefully that was just uh, more to come. Uh, you mentioned Landale. Yeah, I mean, I, I chalked that, those turnovers up to just – you know, preseason NBA debut, you know, first time getting in there, you know, not familiar with his teammates, you know, that'll clean itself going. But Rudy, I was very impressed with the big man's passing. How about yourself? Yes. I mean, you're talking about uh, Landell's passing and, you know, it's not him. It was also look at Drew. I mean, both those guys were making some really good passes, but 
I think the IQ that people were kind of talking about when we got Lundell in uh, from the offseason, I think we were starting to see a lot of it here against Utah. I want to see the same thing tonight against Detroit because I feel like those questions of our big man issues might be resolved, not completely, but we may see a different style of big man here in San Antonio that we have never seen before. Landale, Eubanks. Uh, Pirtle, you know, did their thing. And then I don't even want to lump it in the category, but just for this purposes, we'll do, we'll do it. Uh, Lucas Omenich, uh, were, you, were you just, did it, how can I say it, did it kind of uh, make your eyebrows raise up when you notice that guys like uh, Primo was getting in more minutes than him? Uh, Landale was getting more minutes. Uh, Luca didn't come on till late in the game. Much to do about nothing. It was just preseason game number one. Or is that something you want to keep an eye on as the preseason regular season continues? I think for in-depth people that are following the Spurs, it's definitely one you want to keep an eye on. I mean, there was so much of hype coming around, Luca, coming into the season, mainly because you lost veterans like Rudy Gay, and you figured, okay, Luca's going to step into that prime role. But I think as a normal NBA fan of following the Spurs, you probably just chalk it up to it being game one, trying to get guys like Landell and Eubanks in there. Because remember, you know, Drew is one of the guys that have kind of been mentioned that may not make the roster final because of his contract being so low. He may be one of the guys that may not potentially may not make this roster. So getting him some extra minutes, I can definitely see why Pop is giving him the minutes and probably not giving them to Luca right now. It's something that me personally, I'm going to keep an eye on just to kind of see how it's playing out. I think Luca's going to be fine. I think if we're looking at anybody, I'm looking at that young. If he can get time in with this team, I feel like he might be a part of the organization going forward. But if he continues not to get playing time before the whole trade deadline that can start, I believe it's October 10th or 15th, uh, that might be someone that we may see on the move. So I'm, I'm kind of curious to see if he's going to get any time tonight. Yeah, I, I look at this uh, team, and it's just preseason game one. I know uh, the Spurs fan base was kind of, you know, I wouldn't say poking fun of, but mentioning very aggressively that, um, you know, their uh, displeasure about uh, Lucas Omenich, you know, oh, the rookie got more minutes than him. Oh, look, the rookie made more of an impact than he has done all his career. You know, things like that. If there is a plan for him, for Luca, then this is the course. But it does make me look at him kind of in the light of, well, Luca, you had how many years as a spur now? All that training in Austin, all that time on the bench, all that time in training camp, cumulatively since you were picked number 19 overall. Ah, yeah, he's going to have to show something. You give him a pass, game preseason one, but as the preseason rolls on, camp continues, you know, practices, regular season. Something's going to have to give with Luca, but nevertheless, though, you know, once he got his groove going, you know, he he settled down, hit a three pointer, has to score some buckets, did some things. So we'll see something like that. You know, we're, we're looking at tonight's game versus the Pistons, and in heading into tonight's game, Rudy, one thing I want to see is Kelton Johnson and Dejounte Murray. Not necessarily, you know, that they 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 were horrible in game one, but their three shot didn't fall down. Collectively, they were over. They didn't hit a three-point shot. Ball said mm-hmm. that they're looking to improve that area of their game. Didn't show in one preseason game. How important is it for these two guys to nail some sort of outside shot? 
It's going to be very important. I mean, I know when you look at the Spurs organization and the team as a whole right now, Keldon and DeJounte are two of, the, two of the primary guys that are actually going to get to the bucket, so you may not expect them to hit very many jumpers. But in preseason right now, that is going to be a prime focus, like you mentioned. These guys got to really start knocking down the jumpers. They've got to add that balance to the game. It's going to help the team overall, but more so ever, it's going to help them as the season gets along because there's going to be plenty of times where you're just not going to get to the paint. And if you're, not, if you're going to get to the paint, you may not get those calls. So you're going to have to rely on the mid-range. You're going to have to rely on a three-point jumper. I think we're going to hopefully see them just continue to take them. I mean, like you and I know in playing basketball probably back in the day, coaches said if your shot's not falling, you still got to take those shots. I mean, you still got to shoot and shoot until it falls. Eventually, your shot will fall. I'm really not too concerned as far as the three-point shooting for both of them go. I think they're going to get the groove going. But, yeah, I agree with you 100%. The, the shot's got to fall. They've got to do better on the outside, uh, actually on the perimeter. Uh, but for, you know, like I said, preseason right now, I think it's just going to knock it off some rush. I think tonight we're going to see them knock a few more shots down. I hope you're right because that is one thing the Spurs needed to address. And on paper they did, bringing in back mm-hmm. to Forbes. You mentioned McDermott. Keldon and, and uh, Murray are saying uh, how much, you know, they want to improve their three-shot, you know, their offer. But – Another guy that I'm watching tonight is Lonnie Walker. Coming off the bench in preseason game number one, I, you know, I, I guess, you know, 20 minutes, three points, one for seven from the field, one for four from the three line. He did have three rebounds, Rudy, one assist. But uh, yeah, your thoughts on what you saw out uh, of Walker. Doctor created, doctor recommended. Works up to seven days per use. I'm talking about sweat block, dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, get your money back. Featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by Firefighters, and it's a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years. Over 13,000 reviews manufactured in the USA. You have excessive sweating, that's where sweat block comes in. Where would you want to wear your little secret to confidence? This is a must have for everyone's toiletry bag, whether it's a big presentation or a hot date, everyone can benefit. I get it. Talking about excessive sweating isn't fun to talk about. That's why there's sweat block. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out sweat block. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or on Amazon and at CVS. I know this is sounds too good to be true, but I've been using Sweatblock uh, once or twice a week, and it's been keeping me dry the whole time. A lot of good products out there. Uh, basically, no more pitting out. No more uh, picking my shirts based on which one I'll hide the sweat better. Once again, go to Sweatblock.com, promo code locked on for 20% off. In 2018, the fantasy sports expert Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won on loss based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. It made no sense and it required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. In game picks, you pick one game per week for each player based on player matchups, home versus away, opponent's defensive ranking, pace of play, and more. All of that adds up to more strategy and less busy work. The days of mindless busy work are over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of that busy work, also over. Whether you prefer 
Redraft, Keeper, or Dynasty, Game Picks has you covered. Sleeper Crack the Fantasy Basketball Code. If you play fantasy football, and if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus a daily busy work, you're going to love Game Picks. Download the Sleeper app and get uh, started right now and start a league with your own friends today. You will not be disappointed. Sleeper's one-of-a-kind Game Pick is the most strategic fantasy basketball experience in the industry. So just Google search Sleeper right now. Sign up and check it out right now. Once again, that is Sleeper. It almost seems like it's a, it's repeating every single time. We're figuring, okay, this has to be Lonnie's game. This has to be Lonnie's year. This has to be the time Lonnie shines. How much further do we go? And I, I see more people bashing, you know, and I, I guess I use bashing very loosely here, uh, Luca Simonic than I do Lonnie Walker. But, I mean, on paper, couldn't we say Luca had the better game than Lonnie? We kind of see that from time to time. And I'm trying to figure, I, I love Lonnie, great community guy, great teammate, great everything. But if you're trying to get production out of a player, it, it's kind of the same, being the same horse, you know, and the same, it's the same drum. It's like you're getting the same type of production out of Lonnie. You're going to get a game or two where he's giving you 20 points maybe, giving you the 15, 17 points a game. But I think we see more of these games where it's three points and what are we getting out of you? Are we getting, you know, defensive presence? Uh, maybe a little, Yeah but we need more of Lonnie. I think he's going to be more on the hot seat than people actually realize this season. Interesting. You say that he's going to be more on the hot seat more so than Luca. I mean, I mean, why is that just because, you know, it seems the team is just more invested in him maybe versus Luca. Lonnie has. Okay. So I guess Lonnie was drafted before Luca. Yes. He's been here longer, but he's had more time on the active roster than Luca has. And he's actually had more time playing in actual meaningful NBA games than Luca has. That's why I kind of have him a little bit further on the hot seat than Luca Simonic. Don't get me wrong. Both guys are being very, very closely eyeballed right now by Spurs fans more than the organization. I'm sure for all we know, the organization is like, everything's fine. That's perfect. That's the way we want them to come around. But as Spurs fans are going, everybody has those two guys on their radar. I think right now Lonnie has that much that more eyes on him because he's more on the hot seat than Luca because he's had more time to produce than Luca has on the active NBA roster. You know, if defense is going to be this team's calling card, you know, the, the, you've heard the young guys say it in, in practice, you know, they, they get some defensive aces on their uh, roster. They held the Jazz under 100 points, 85 points. But at the same time, Rudy, you know, the Jazz weren't playing with the full complement of players. Uh, mm -hmm. Joe Lingles didn't play, you know, Donovan Mitchell played, but, you know, not, he didn't go maybe full throttle, uh, Rudy Gobert, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, what, do, what do you make of that? You know, holding a Jazz team under 85, again, just a preseason game, kind of move on and forget, or do you think this young Spurs defense is showing you something? I might surprise a lot of people by saying this, and maybe I won't. Maybe I'm just like, you know, just thinking I am, but – I am actually really impressed with the defense. And you said no Ingles, no Gobert. Let's be real, man. Gobert doesn't bring a whole lot of offense to the Jazz anyway. He's more of a defensive mm -hmm. presence. Ingles does. Now, Ingles brings the outside shot. But can we really say that Ingles is going to put up 17, 18 tonight, put him over the 100-point mark? I don't think so because those points got to actually come off from somebody else's uh, platform. Mitchell played. I mean, I'm surprised they played him 22 minutes, but he yeah, did end up too. playing. 
Um, and then you also had like Jordan Clarkson was playing as well. So the Jazz did have people that can score. And I think I was more impressed that the defensive mindset that the Spurs were talking about in the offseason was shown last night. I figured it mm-hmm. would be a lot of rust and, you know, we may get guys, hey, you know, missing their, uh, you know, missing their assignments here and there. We're going to see some holes, but I didn't see a whole lot of holes in this defense. And that was my biggest surprise of the night. The whole team mm-hmm. from top to bottom looks really good. Mm-hmm, absolutely. We're talking with uh, Rudy Campos. He's with Sweep the League. Follow him on Twitter at Sweep the League right now. Uh, a few more thoughts on uh, tonight's game uh, versus the Pistons. And then we'll get into the, um, I guess, the main event. And that is Josh Primo. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, it'll be the first uh, time this uh, young Spurs squad sees uh, Cade Cunningham. So I'm interested in seeing how uh, Cade plays. You know, if Primo gets out there, how is he going to fare against his fellow uh, draft classmate? Uh, you know, really going to see this Spurs front uh, court, I'm sorry, uh, the backcourt, excuse me, get tested uh, versus uh, the well, the top pick. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, you know, with Cade Cunningham coming in, he's already been dubbed as probably having one of the best, if not the absolute best best iqs in basketball uh they have said people say they haven't seen him a player like him since uh derrick rose and then even before that you're talking about guys like you know match johnson type like right. that the iq is definitely high if i'm not mistaken i think he might be sitting out uh tonight right. yeah. against the spurs yeah he with could the ankle be, yeah. yeah with he had some ankle issues i think in practice but Nonetheless, I mean, you still got a you still got a great backcourt back there with uh, guys like Killian Hayes. I mean, a quick guy. He's almost got like a James Harden type of game on the offensive side. Can get to the bucket. This is going to be a really good test for the young guys. I mean, you've got younger players there, and if Cade does play, it's going to be an even bigger test because with a guy like that, he's you know he's not Ben Simmons. He's way better than Ben Simmons. So you're gonna get your you're gonna get your defensive mindset to think, okay, this guy's gonna take over the game. We've got to stop him not only from scoring, but also making his team better. But nonetheless, this is gonna be a really good test tonight against the guys. Like I said, against Killian Hayes, you also have Sadiq Bay out. Mm-hmm. You know uh, he's there as well. So a very young team against another young team. It's gonna be a great game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just be, even if K doesn't play, you, you still got uh, as you mentioned Bay, and he's quite the defensive ace. You know, we'll see how these young uh, Spurs guards go up against him. Uh, yeah, it should be a fun matchup. I, I believe it's the first uh, Spurs road preseason game. Is that correct, uh, Rudy? That, so, yes, that is correct. Yeah, yeah they'll, they'll be out there. But nevertheless, yeah, like if the number one pick overall is playing, you know, I mean, that's going to be just exciting to see him, the Spurs' first action against uh, the NBA's uh, projected rookie of the year. Uh, well, you know, you know, let's go ahead and uh, – Switch to our second topic here. You know, we're, we're talk, we mentioned him right now, uh, Josh Primo. But before we do that, hey, thanks again for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen every day. Uh, we're about to talk uh, Josh Primo right now, his debut. And when we're done, make sure your second listen today is Lockdown Fantasy Basketball, the number one fantasy basketball podcast. So, some kid, some 19 year old, some teenager went into the AT&T Center a couple of nights ago, Rudy, and lit it up up josh primo you know a guy that spurs fans were ranting and raving flipping tables over you know ready to jump off cliffs because the spurs selected him and pass on a lot of other nba talent at least in one game 
Rudy, he looked like the real deal. Are you buying or selling? It's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back in the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at BetOnline. Head to the website, BetOnline.ag. Or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts use promo code LOCKEDON. Oh, man, I, I was praying to God you wouldn't ask me that buyer selling question on Josh Primo right now. You can I, push. You, you know, want to push? No, I'm actually going to answer this. I'm going to answer it. Now, based off of one game, I'm going to buy Primo, but I'm, I'm not buying him at full price yet. I'm getting the... Uh, I'm getting the store discount on Primo. You're haggling. Yeah, I'm, You're I'm, haggling, I'm the haggling the price right now. Uh, everything, everything that Josh did last night is what we saw in the summer league. I mean, it wasn't anything new. It just happened to be on an actual NBA platform. I mean, the actual NBA preseason game against NBA uh, tested competition. Let's be real. Donovan Mitchell, you know, was playing. Mm-hmm. A lot of those guys were playing. So he got, you know, he got to play against some of those guys. It was impressive. It really was. Are we pumping the brakes? I think you still got to pump the brakes a little bit. I don't, I don't expect him to have these kinds of games night in and night out, especially if he makes the active roster and he doesn't go to Austin. I don't expect him to put up the same type of numbers, you know, very, very, I, I guess every, you know, every now and then he may, but it's not going to be very common for him to put up this type of game against, you know, guys like Golden State Warriors, you know, mm-hmm. or somebody like that. So it's good to be excited right now. It was a great game. He might end up balling out tonight. You may see another 18-point game tonight, maybe a little higher, maybe a little less. And Pete Spurs fans are going to be excited. But these are the same fans, like you said, that were booing the pick, calling for Brian White's head, telling Pop he needs to go, R.C. Buford needs to be fired, the same night they drafted Josh Primo, all this was being said, the same guys are praising him <laughs> for putting up 17 points the other night. So I, I think you buy into the hype, but just haggle the price. Get it at a discounted rate for now. You're not going to pay full price until you actually see what you're getting. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, the, it's like when you walk to a store, you know, oh, that cereal looks good. It has all the ingredients. I hear it tastes good. But until you sit down with it and fill out that entire uh, empty out that entire box of cereal, you know, then you can see if you'll either like it or not. But at least at that mm-hmm. first bite, you definitely liked what you saw out of the youngster. 18 minutes, 17 points, insane. Seven for eight shooting from the field, three three pointers on four attempts. Now, he did uh, have a, a couple of turnovers, but you know, one block, one assist, uh, picked up uh, some silly. Um, Fouls at three of them, but that's just expected from a guy who's playing his uh, first NBA game. One thing I liked mm-hmm. out of Primo was his poise. Very poised, didn't look flustered. You, you know, his shot is is pretty good, at least through one game. You know, and that's a commodity in the league. If you can make outside shots, you're likely going to land on an NBA team. But, <laughs> you know, in my opinion, I agree. I think it's still a little too early to uh, to hop on board the Josh Primo train yet. 
I, I, should we brace fans right now? Let them know. Let them know that he'll likely be in Austin to start his NBA career. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like he's going to be in Austin to start now. Could it be for just the first quarter of the season? Probably. I think maybe we're going to see him halfway through the year come up to the NBA roster. Uh, it just depends on where they are. I mean, it really just depends where they are in the standings. If they're fighting for a playoff spot, we may see him stay in Austin a little bit longer. If they're fighting, you know, to just kind of be in the playoff picture, we may get Primo earlier. If they're really not fighting to do anything, we may get Primo early in the season. But I think to start the season, Jeff, he's he's got to be in Austin. I, I think, you know, I know a lot of people are saying you you drafted him this high. He should be, you know, he should be on the active roster. I I don't disagree. I really agree with it, and I'm not basing that off of his performance last, you know, the other night. Mm-hmm. I agree with it. He should be, but he's going to get major, major minutes in the G League to develop his game. I think to start off the season, he's got to be there. But I hope he comes up really, really quick. Yeah, he he was open. Obviously, he has no choice, you know, about going to Austin. You know, the coaching staff is going to tell him to go there. He doesn't really have a decision uh, in this or, uh, you know, vote in this. But, you know, hey, it is reps that he'll get because in the rotation, once the regular season starts, you have Murray ahead of him. You have White ahead of him. You have Walker ahead of him. Um, So, yeah, there's guys that are going to be playing ahead of him, you know, leaving Primo there. You know, I've heard, you know, some fans say, hey, Send put Trey Jones at the end of the bench and move up Primo. That ain't gonna happen, you know. Trey Jones no. is just a just a quality point guard as well. But th- what what gets me is that he's just a kid. He's 19 years old. I'm old enough to be his dad. That's crazy. <laughs> and um, here he is, you know, in his NBA debut and uh, made a splash. There were a lot of Primo chants in the AT&T Center, you know, chanting his name afterwards. He did say that it was DeJounte Murray and Thad Young that were the ones that were really guiding him and telling him to push it, push it, keep on pushing it. And speaking of pushing it, you know, one thing that Primo did as well as the other guys did is up the tempo. And I know we're talking about Primo right now in this segment right here, but just to divert a little bit, what do you think about the Spurs' pace in game one? Pop did tell us that was going to happen. It looks like it did. You you and I have been back and forth on Twitter when I keep mentioning this, but I, I'm i excited for this fast-paced Spurs team. I mean, you want to run the team out of the building, the old Paul Westhead, you know, yeah. mentality, Loyola Marymount. ABA days. Yes, ABA days. Just go back to the grassroots because – what you did is you got young, yes. You went out and got shooters, yes. You're checking off all the boxes on the run-and-gun offense. You're checking off speed. You're checking off shooting. You're checking off youth. You're checking off big men who can run the floor, a la Drew and Landell. You've got everything you need to make Westhead just smile and say, <laughs> I recognize that offense. That, that was my offense. You and I know the seven-second offense is going to be amazing if that's something that they are actually going for. But if not, run and gun, man. Run these guys. Everybody's talking. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, yeah. These guys are way younger than those guys. They've got, you know, the tread on their tires is not that great right now. Run them out of the building. Run them out of the building. Get down the court. Grab the rebound. Take off. Have your spot-up shooters on the corners. Kick it out launch it what really was really good for me the other night 
was the rebounding. It shows how mm-hmm. active they were on the boards and not just the big men. Every single player that played was active on the boards. I believe they had like 60 rebounds, I believe, to 40 on the Utah side. I mean, the, if you're going to have a running gun type offense, you're going to make it fun. You've got to be active on the boards. They were – it's fun times, Jeff. I'm actually excited just because we may see ABA basketball again in San Antonio. Yeah, it was fun, and, and Josh Breeden was a part of that, uh, bringing that excitement on the court in 18 minutes. I, I still looked at his uh, shot chart after the game, and what I liked about it is that he did a little everything on the offensive end. He was perfect from inside uh, the paint. He was three for three. He missed a three-point shot, but other than that, he connected on his shots. He really mixed it up and showed what he could do offensively, uh, Rudy. Yeah, he did. Primo, I mean, overall, Primo did fantastic, man. I mean, there's he was he was playing, you know, what he had, two blocks on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. He was a presence there. He scored 17 points in just 18 minutes. I mean, we got to remember, it's just 18 minutes, 17 and 18, almost a, bit of, a point a minute there, but – yeah, overall, the, the the performance he had, if it carries over into each preseason game, you got to imagine it's got to be tough for them to maybe say, hey, we're going to send you to Austin, uh, but we know you're averaging close to 18, 19 a game. <laughs> yeah. do, do you think it makes it that much tougher for the coaching staff? To, oh, yeah. It's not a demotion, but to send him down. Yeah, yeah, I think it. I mean, if he shows the, the what he did in preseason game one, the rest of the preseason slate, and who knows what he's showing in practice, you know, he, he could make it tough. But that's a good problem to have for San Antonio. Uh, you you want to have that problem because he's taking advantage of the fact that Trey Jones isn't playing. He's hurt. He's he's doubtful for tonight, I should say. Versus uh, mm-hmm. Detroit, uh, didn't play in game one. Tr- Jones, that is. So, you know, Primo's taking advantage of those minutes and showing what he can, and good for him because he's going to have to maximize his NBA minutes because more than likely he'll be wearing an Austin uniform uh, come uh, the regular season. Even if he's stable to the bench, goes to Austin for a month or two, gets recalled left and right. And by the way, you, we know how the fan base is going to react the moment they, uh, the Spurs announce that they're recalling Primo as if like he's going to oh, yeah. save the season when in actuality he's going to be stable to the bench, which all rookies <laughs> go through. So, yeah, I, I think any type of uh, reps is good for him. In 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 his face, these are meaningless games. This doesn't count towards the record, but at least in game one of his NBA debut, he looked like the real deal and uh, the lottery pick that he is. A couple more things before I let you go, Rudy. Is um, sure. you, you know we're, we're talking about Primo, or you know he looked great in his debut. Um, you said that, yeah, you you would you know pump the brakes a bit, but oh, how do you project him to be? I mean, let's just pretend you're joining Lockdown Spurs and it's a couple months left. If he's mm-hmm. balling out in Austin, like playing heads above the rest, you want him wearing a San Antonio uniform, even if he's stapled to the bench, or you still want him to continue doing what he's doing in Austin? Now, if he's ball, if he's in Austin and he's balling out. You you got to call him up, regardless if you are a solidified playoff team. We're talking fourth, fifth, sixth seed, mm-hmm. or you're fighting for a playoff spot, or like I said, you're just going to go back into the lottery. If he's balling in Austin, and I'm talking, let's be real, 22 to 25 mm-hmm. a game, you know, scoring wise, and his defense is just continuing to cause havoc. 
you you've got to call him up. There's no reason to keep him down there. And I that's my problem is that I've always felt the G League was bad for the NBA. When you drafted a player from overseas, I felt he got more experience overseas and became a better player because that is like true professional ball here. Where the G League is professional ball, but it's not the same kind of concept you would get overseas. So mm. I think if he's balling out, you've got to make the call. You're going to have a, probably an open roster spot somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, injuries are going to happen. I mean, let's be real. Injuries will happen. So if he's balling, Jeff, you've got to make the call. He's got to come up. You've mm-hmm. got to bring Cousin home to the San Antonio Spurs. you got to bring Primo Cousin home. Uh, I'm still going to find out if he knows if that's his last name. Mean Primo in Spanish. I gotta, I gotta ask him that. Uh, he is Rudy Campos. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at Sweep the League right now. Rudy's going to get us to some news and notes that you may have missed or the listener may have missed. And the first big one is, is that it is being reported that the Suns are still interested in trying to make a trade for Thad Young. Uh, why is this beneficial for both sides, Phoenix and San Antonio? Uh, you know, obviously Phoenix they get themselves a proven vet, a guy. Uh, you know, that gives you double figure scoring, you know, just a solid role player knows his game fit well with them, uh, them young bucks over there in Phoenix. But for Thad, ESPN Bobby Marsh reports that if he stays on a non playoff team, he loses close to four hundred thousand dollars in bonuses. So, another reason why he probably would, wouldn't mind leaving to a team that's likely playoff bound, Spurs as of right now are not. If do you want to see the Spurs trade Thad Young? Do you want to keep him on board? Uh, and if you do want him to make it, do you want the Spurs to make a deal with Phoenix? Uh, what do you want to see in the return? It, personally, without without talking business, I would love Thad Young to stay. I mean, he's he's not the missing piece to bring them, you know, to the promised land in the playoffs. But he is the missing piece to give them that opportunity to be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's veteran leadership. We know what he's done on the court. We know his proven track record from past years, whether it be Indiana or Chicago. Wherever he's been, he's put up numbers. He's put up points. Uh, the guy is a – I mean, he hasn't been really on winning teams per se, but he's a winner. He knows mm-hmm. how to win. He's a great, great player. I think it's beneficial to have him in San Antonio. But as a business standpoint, I really feel the Spurs are going to move him. Maybe it is to Phoenix. Maybe it is to somewhere else. The Spurs will move him. They're the type of organization where they respect their veterans a lot. And they know he wants to be a part of a winning organization. And that may be something they may not be right now. So I do fully expect him to leave. I don't know. If we don't see him in the next couple of preseason games play, I really feel there's a deal in place already to move him once that deadline comes up. So, me personally, I'd love him to stay, but as far as Phoenix goes, I mean, really, you're maybe get what I think a Jalen Johnson is a possibility to get in return. Yeah. You're probably going to maybe get a yeah, graphics, like I would yeah. say maybe a first round, maybe not next year, in a couple of years, a first round pick, and maybe a couple of seconds in there. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't expect to bring the farm in for for that. Exactly. But yeah, Booker ain't coming relevant. to San Antonio, everybody. For Thad Young, that ain't gonna happen. So yeah, nor is Aiden, but I, I'm all about stockpiling draft picks. If the if Phoenix just gives them the Spurs, that is a bunch of draft picks and maybe a young player. I, I'm good with that. You know, I just want, you know, anything that can help push this rebuild along that, you know, doesn't factor into the Spurs long-term plans. This current crop minus 
Thad and, and, and Amino. Obviously, they do. Landale, Primo, Murray, Johnson, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Thad doesn't fit. That, I always wanted Thad as a spur. Mal just feels like he's just late to the prom. That's what it feels like. Like, yeah, you know, like, just, too, <laughs> just too late, Thad. You know, just too late. Maybe years ago it would have been perfect. In other Spurs news, uh, former Spur Pau Gasol has announced his retirement from the NBA basketball overall. He, he's a lock for the Basketball Hall of Fame, isn't he? First ballot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And it's funny you mention it because isn't this like the 10th time he's retired from the NBA? I mean, Is that true? Like that. Did, did I miss that? Or are you just, you're just, you're just <laughs> no, I'm asking because it just seems like every year since you know Pau decided to leave the Spurs, it's like, well, Pau Gasol is going to retire. It just seems like we've heard this same spiel over and over again. But I guess he's officially retired from the NBA. But yeah, I just, I'm just saying, I was cracking a joke. I don't know if it is true, but it just kind of feels like he's retired more than once from the NBA you know, overall. Mm-hmm. Again, another player we were talking about that young being um, a year too late. Same thing with Powell. Spurs just missed him right out of his prime. I mean, he just came on right when he's exiting his prime. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Spurs, uh, Gasol, you know, it was a good run overall, I guess, all things uh, considered. But, yeah, he did officially announce it personally. Uh, he uh, played 19 seasons in the NBA. He won a couple of chips with uh, Kobe Bryant in, t- in 2009 and 2010. We know his international career is just stellar with uh, Team Spain. And uh, it just, you know, um, yeah. A lock, a lock for the basketball hall of fame. You know, he, you know, basketball reference noted that um, Gasol joins the likes of Tim Duncan and Dave Robinson, even Dream, Olajuwon, Moses Malone, Carl Malone in the 20,000 plus point, 10,000 plus rebounds, rebounds, 1,000 plus block club since 1980. So, yeah. Nice. I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. You know what would be yeah. funny for you to do? A locked on Spurs where you put on the best Spurs team of players that we just got too late. Because if you're thinking about that, you know, Dominique Wilkins, we had Dominique Tracy Wilkins, yeah. McGrady, we had Paul Gasol. I mean, that you young. Can no, not that young. More like just, he's still serviceable, not like. Yeah. I yeah, mean, but go back further. Moses Malone. I mean, we even had Moses Malone for a while. There was a while he was pretty dominant in Philadelphia. Vinny Johnson. Vinny Johnson, another one. I no. mean, you could definitely put a a pretty good championship team together just by the guys that we got them all in the prime. The the big dog, Glenn Robinson. Yes, another first former first round uh, first pick in the draft. Glenn Robinson's another one. He won a title with San Antonio. Remember? Yes, he did. Yes, he yeah, did, yeah, he, and I'm glad was, he did. Yeah, too bad T Mac. Remember, T Mac was so close to getting over. Then was was that the same year as Claw, the Claw debacle, where he the uh, was Jaja? No, no, no. Was it T Mac the Miami? You know, Miami, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. So we can uh, definitely still yeah. thank Ray Allen for that one. Sorry, yeah. sorry for his yeah. And on that note, <laughs> Rudy, one more time. <laughs> Tell us what's going on in your neck of the woods uh, from the radio to the podcasting. Yeah, the, the Sweep the League podcast officially graduates to Sweep the League Radio October 17th uh, from 7 to 9 p.m. on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. We're going to join you every single Sunday night from 7 to 9. We're going to basically sweep the entire week of sports that's happened. 
the whole day of the NFL, and then we're going to get you ready for the week to come. So 7 to 9 every single Sunday starting October 17th on 9.30 a.m. The Answer It's going to be the number one show on the weekend in San Antonio, guaranteed. You can put a lock on that. On that yeah, you can, put, you can put a lock on Lockdown Spurs as well as locked on uh, Sweep the League. Uh, make sure to follow Rudy on Twitter at Sweep the League right now so you can keep up with everything that's going on on his neck of the woods from the radio to the podcasting. Subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes. The list goes on and on. Your smart speaker will also play Locked On Spurs. Just say, hey, smart speaker, whatever that is. I can't say it because then it'll just activate right now because my smart speaker's right next to me, Rudy. And if I say <laughs> the A, if I say the A word, it just like turns on like automatically and starts asking me questions or giving me updates. So I'm not wow. going to do that. But uh, yeah. And uh, again, thanks again for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen every day. We'll be back tomorrow to recap what happened versus the uh, uh, well, the game Spurs Pistons, and maybe, maybe, just maybe, Primo had himself in another game. Hopefully, he does. And uh, for your second listen today, make sure to listen to Lockdown Celtics basketball with my good friend John Corrales, who's been doing an amazing, amazing job over the offseason and in the preseason covering the Boston Celtics. So for Rudy Campos, I am Jeff Garcia. We're putting a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs.